1: Welcome back, welcome back everybody throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to welcome each and every one of you, hopefully Americans, uh, uh, cheerfully and around the world, our friends. want to welcome you here to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and every day we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation here on this show. Red State, Red State Talk is our flagship station, uh, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe. And I also want to thank Loving Liberty and... Uh, Liberty Roundtable for inviting us into their family, making this a global effort in reaching people and certainly a major effort in reaching Americans in this time of uh, American crisis, worldwide crisis. And it looks like um, we're leading the way. In um, the death toll right now, it appears, and I think ours has topped over four thousand. Is seemingly, according to uh, the figures that we're getting, uh, we have eclipsed uh, the Chinese and deaths here in America. And and I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Even though all of you know that I am a grassroots uh, libertarian who votes Republican uh, type of individual who once was a Democrat and, and have been an independent. I've run the gambit <laughs> politically. I've tried, I've, I've, done, I've, tried them. I've tried them myself. Ronald Reagan, Trump has done the same thing. Uh, you know, you, you, you land on certain spots before you find one that says, Hey, this feels this, this is right. This feels good. And I've been a Republican for over 20 years now. And uh, I, well, actually, uh, yeah, 20 years I've been a Republican, but actually I'm a conservative. Okay, um, I have not always agreed with the Republican Party and many times don't agree with them now, especially when they wanted to um, sort of uh, turn a cold shoulder to the nominee of the party back in 2016. Yeah, the Never Trumpers are still out there. There's no question about it. I have a feeling that there are some Never Trumper um, uh, evangelicals out there too uh, don't don't count don't count pastor rodney howard brown among them because he's not he's not a never trumper in fact he's one of the reasons why i took a look uh at trump glad that i did but he's not a never trumper on with me after the top of the next hour will be paula white paula white who is uh the president's spiritual advisor and counselor and uh, minister to the president She will be on with me, good friend of mine, friend of the show. She wants to talk to us today about uh, these troubled times that we are facing, and um, there are there is a book that I want her to discuss with us. It's called uh, something uh, greater, something greater finding triumph over trials and i mean hey if ever there is a, a word needed right now to us and you know Paula she's going to come on she's going to you'll get some word <laughs> oh yeah and um, she's gonna come on and um, do her thing there um as she does whenever she's on just a delight to have on but we're going to talk about this uh, at the top of the hour, some of the evangelical pastors around the country um, They seem to be defying the orders of um, our government, our president in order to stress a principled religious point yet. One I feel is totally misguided, and I believe that many pastors and preachers and uh, in many ways, do in fact, become so dogmatic in their personal persona as a minister of God. That um, they lose the common um, sense, lose touch with common sense when considering the safety of the physical health, the physical safety of their congregants. They miss a point that Jesus talks about when he says that it rains upon those who are righteous, the just. And it rains upon the unjust. It rains upon both of them. And listen, friends, just because you are a Christian, hear me now, does not mean that you are will not inadvertently you cannot inadvertently or you have not or that trouble will not come knocking on your door you don't have to invite it and 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 friends when when I look at the actions of ministers that I know who are near and dear to my heart Dear friends of mine, dear friends of mine, in fact, I told you, yeah, I told you a couple of days ago, I might as well tell you again, uh, Rodney Howard Brown, arrested in um, Tampa, Florida, River Church pastor, dear, dear friend of mine, been on the show, I don't, can't tell you how many times he's been on the show, I've preached at his church, he and I have done uh, uh, meetings together, and so he's a friend of mine, he's a dear friend of mine, I love him, he's a friend of mine, but he's wrong, I'm with him. I I'll pay his, I'll I'll pay his bail. But they let him go on his own recognizance, of course they would. And naturally they should. I mean he he's no threat to society. But he broke the law. And 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 I I I I also believe uh that uh, wh- whatever is necessary he 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 did it because of his principles. I understand those principles. I uphold those principles, but a greater law. A and and um, that's what Paul is going to come on. Paula White Kane. Paula White Kane is going to come on and talk to us a little bit. But uh, uh, something greater has to do with the idea that we all breathe this air. Drink this water. You know, we live this life until it's over and we go live uh, the other life. We go live the greater life uh, once we leave this one. And and I want to share something about uh, birth pains in and birth pains out and and birth pains out uh, when I come back. Something that my, my wife taught me. Uh, when she was making her transition from this life to the, to, the, to the next, I watched her. I watched her. And it reminded me so much of some other things. But our pastors, in so many cases, I was saying, ha- some of them have become so dogmatic in their own religious principles and ideas and Christian beliefs that many times the uh, light of that will eclipse common sense. And that is the people in your congregation may not have the powerhouse type of faith that you have in in order to remove whatever mountain is in front of them. That's In fact, that's why they come to the church in order to receive that type of strength but they come as individuals on their own operating within their own individual faith and pastor you should know better than anybody that there are different levels of faith in your congregations Different levels of belief in your congregations. And take it from me. Hear, hear, hear this, please, from another pastor. Been in the business for over 40 years. I know what I'm talking about. I know I've been in large, I've been in very small congregations. I've been on large crusades or in, in, in other lands and around this country. I have dealt with God's people. I know what I'm talking about. Hear me the last thing that you want is for your congregation in their own physical weakness and spiritual unbelief in the weakness of that to actually contract coronavirus and then you get a bad report and a bad witness against you because the word will surely come down that they got it from the church. That will surely happen that they got it from the church. The devil will make them say it. And it will be suspect to too many whether or not it's true. And you pastors do not want to do harm to the kingdom of God by being ridiculously unwise when it comes to the health of your congregants. It translates to the health of the congregation. And I know that many of you um, will not, uh, many of you pastors, many of my pastor friends, uh, uh, well, a lot of them ran me off once I, you know, (laughs) made Runaway Slave, the movie. I mean, they lost their mind (laughs) when I made the movie. Uh, and, uh, And hey, when I became a part of the taxed enough already taxed enough already movement that tea party movement i mean gee it they just couldn't understand that but listen fo- listen fellas pastors uh my f- fellow clergy both my brothers and sisters look back over the years and that's that's what it is now it's been years since i have been on this trail Go back 10, 11 years right now on this particular trail, this grassroots trail, uh, introducing people uh, nationally, not only to the ministry that I have and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also sharing the good news of America. That's the twofold ministry that I have. In my own personal ministry. Look back over. What I have said to you over the 11, 10, 10, 10, 11 year period that I've been doing this. And you can follow me all the way back 40 years in my ministry and, and preaching the gospel. And there's been ups and downs, hiccups, and all types of things like that in doing that. But look back at what I have been telling you about how this plays out if in fact you are following the uh, democrat mantra it plays out with the blame game instead of us taking personal responsibility for conquering this and, and leaning and turning to God to Come. And, and listen, most of the pastors believe that's who are defying this, believe that's exactly what they're doing. But many people r- don't realize that you turn away from God when you turn away from the common sense that he gives you to operate with while living this life. Uh, Yeah. uh, I believe with all my heart and with all my life, because that that I have put on the line and and will put on the line uh, for the defense of my faith. But common sense tells me that even though I am a man of that type of faith, of that caliber of faith, I'm not going to go walking down the middle of the freeway just because i'm a man of faith not with cars coming and friends the warning to you right now is that there are cars coming at you get out of the street (laughs) that's common sense see that's common sense that that has nothing to do with faith that has to do with honoring and respecting the common sense that god has given there's a whole lot of things that uh, the devil would not be blamed for if you would take responsibility for exercising common sense you see the whole package that you are god gave it to you and that includes your faith but it also includes your common sense and so Americans have, have some common sense when it comes to the transmission of something that truly is unknown to us. You better behave yourself. And, and, and you're hard-headed. You're hard-headed. Listen, you have common sense to know, and you should, and this is why you be vigilant. You have common sense to know when government is encroaching upon you. You have a common sense to know that and then you act, but you also have common sense to know when government is trying to act in your best interest, you just make sure that you in your American citizenship and the right to that birthright, you don't allow them to go too far to have too big of a hand in telling you what to do for yourself as far as what's right for you. Are you hearing me? You just don't let them go too far in telling you what's right for you. But common sense tells you, friends, common sense tells you that something is in fact happening. Uh, These people, these deaths aren't faked. (laughs) You know, come on. Now, the numbers in China and Russia and some places like that, Iran, they may not be accurate, as far as how many deaths there are but the fact of the matter is people are dying of something and we are being told that it's the corona virus covid-19 okay and so common sense should say to you pastors who want to keep your doors open that there's something happening here i need to protect my flock that's why God would send you as a pastor so that you could lead them in ways of, in, of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And the main thing that you're leaving out in your reasoning, in your principle, in your zealotry of uh, the scriptures and, and your worship of God, in my opinion. And again, I have friends, friends, dear friends, dear people that I love who I believe are are in, in operating in this folly, uh, the reason that God sent you is so that you would have the wisdom, at least to share with them about these earthly matters as well from a spiritual perspective. And that spiritual perspective that I believe that you're missing is that it rains on the just and the unjust, the believer and the unbeliever. It rains on them both but how God sees us through it is the difference. I'll be back. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. CL back with you on this great day in the USA and I'm so grateful that you were able to come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant show. I thank God for the many many men and women, boys and girls, our own boys and girls, our daughters, our granddaughters and I'm so proud of uh, my uh, grandchildren. I have a granddaughter who is military and um, another who is thinking of becoming military and so uh, I am so proud of them and I want to ask God's continued grace upon those who wear the uniform now there's a great song by D-Rock the uniform that's a great great song I have it in a lineup in fact second hour I think I might put it I used to close my show every day with the uniform it was one of Jane's and I and my favorites no doubt about it well folks I was saying to you that the National Guard very well may need to be called out in order to enforce the stay at home um uh, or um, is- issues that the governor issuances that the governors of these states, various states, have made. Yeah, Louisiana, listen. I, I was a Louisiana. I was born in Louisiana and born and raised raised in Louisiana. We are a special lot. We are a special brand. I was talking to my son and my daughters, a couple of my daughters, there in Louisiana uh, just the other day, and. Um, they were saying to me that folks were just out and about doing their thing, you know, and like nobody's business. Yes, there's a line around the McDonald's and chicken places, and um, you know, you know, but you know, nobody's really staying home. At least that's what's happening in Baton Rouge. That's Southern Louisiana, and up in Shreveport, that's Northern Louisiana. So I have a feeling this may be happening all over Louisiana. That people are not doing what. The governor, even though this is a governor that I did not vote for, but he's the governor of Louisiana now, John Bell Edwards. And this is where it comes in handy to understand what we are told in Scripture, through Timothy, and even in Romans, that uh, God ordains authority. If there is authority, it, it, the authority that's there, that's in place, uh, God has allowed it to be there. And uh, we could delve into that in so many different ways when we talk about governments and dictators that have seized authority in places like the Congo or, you know, in China or, you know, Russia. And then you have people who are absolutely oppressed because of their seizures of authority. Uh, Some question whether or not God had ordained that. Did he ordain that? Of course, uh, we can talk about that. But let's talk about America now and the authority here, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. We have a government that is in place and we elected them. It's not as though they seized anything. You voted for them. You put them in office. And the democracy of that is that uh, your majority vote put them in office. So uh, elections have various consequences. And I'm glad that we have the elected president of the United States that we have right now because I don't want to think of the consequences that could have occurred otherwise if we had elected someone else. He's handling this very, very well. And I know that you can find fault. Uh, well, there, there was, well, yeah, there were certainly people who found fault in the Apostle Paul. There are people who found found fault in Jesus. <laughs> so it's certainly go find fault in a billionaire playboy who has become president of the United States. Huh? There's certainly to find fault in him, regardless of what type of good he might be doing. And he is doing good. And I'm convinced that he cares. I am. I'm convinced of that. I'm convinced that he cares about um, how we handle ourselves and what we do. And so, friends... Um, within your power to do so, stay home. Because when we start calling in the National Guard to make you behave civilly, to enforce civil law, when when the National Guard starts coming in to cause you to behave civilly toward your neighbor, And you're calling yourself a Christian? Uh, Something's not right with that. You are operating against so much of the principles of Scripture. And you have uh, become dogmatic to the point where you have lost sight on the reality of your congregants, the people in your congregation, being vulnerable to the rain. Because it rains on the just and the unjust. But it's God who determines the outcome of the rainstorms in your life. That is to say, friends, we all get wet. Huh? Yeah, we all get wet occasionally. How long does it take you to dry off? Did the uh, moisture, the 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 getting wet, did that do you good? Can you find the good in the rain that falls in your life? It rains, it rains upon the just and the unjust. And that's a part of the common sense. That's why God gave you common sense. Yes, he gave you uh, a spiritual guide. The Holy Spirit as the ways my doctrine teaches me. But he also gives you physical guidance in the common sense that you use. And and, uh, I am saying to you that... um, I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that the spirit of the living God would tell his pastor to lead his sheep into harm's way. I don't believe that. And I think any pastor who uh, feels um, you know, like they should defy a ordinance that is designed to keep the citizenry of a city in which that church is located safe. When you as the pastor break a civil law that is designed for such um, an incident, and you break that law uh, by saying that you know better as far as a civil health concern is concerned, then I am saying to you, you are being overly dogmatic. And I believe you're wrong. Yeah. So it causes circumstances like the ones we're beginning to see occur. And that is, um, The National Guard is on alert to be brought in to various places where um, the coronavirus pandemic has forced nationwide closures and restrictions. Mark Esper, who is the Secretary of Defense, are you hearing me? Has already given the green light to governors telling them that the uh, National Guard can be used can be deployed to enforce individual states stay at home orders. Now, when you get to that point where you are not self governing as we were meant to self-govern. Then you bring something else upon you. Even in our form of government, you bring out those who have the authority by wearing the sword and they don't wear the sword for nothing. They don't have the guns for nothing. You bring that upon you and you invite confrontation because here in America, well, we have guns too. So we we invite confrontation when we don't self-govern in ways, at least for a little while, temporarily, to see how this is going what the government says and the only thing you don't give up is your property and you don't give up your guns you don't give up your guns you don't give up your property sometimes you do sacrifice certain uh enjoins, liberty and you do sacrifice uh a little bit of your freedom temporarily for the greater good of society but you keep an eye on you become vigilant you you're vigilant as to government use and abuse of your yielding to them. Are you hearing me? You yield to government in times like this because that's why you elect them. That's why you elect them. That's why we pay them. So that in times like this, we do yield to them for a temporary time. We let them encroach for a time certain a temporary time and then we revisit this thing and say hey listen y'all haven't fixed this yet how come I'm still in my house how come you're calling in the National Guard to keep me in my house this is not right that's why you have that representative there in Washington, D.C., because he, she, the governor who you elect can call down, call off the National Guard if we get tired of being treated this way. Do you understand this? They, they cannot have ultimate power. Over us. We are the ultimate authorities as far as our liberty and freedom is concerned. But understand there are times when we, the American electorate, yield to those we have elected and we say to them, okay, this is of national concern. We elected you on a national level. Uh, give a directive to the state and we'll see if we want to go along with that and if it's something that is common sense that god has given you to determine the good the bad the right the wrong with if it makes common sense to keep your family, your wives, your children, your sweethearts, yourselves healthy, then you do that. You do what the government has asked you to do. Then you do that. If it appeals to your common sense, and guess what? It doesn't take an act of legislation for your common sense to give you an answer. It just makes common sense to stay healthy, right? Especially with something that is weighing in and coming in as an unknown. This creates definite, definite anxiety. And Christians, these are the times when we do need one another, but we need each other by phone. We need each other by text and email But this is not a time where you bring the rain into your congregation. You don't bring the storm into your congregation by being careless. Oh, I know. You can have all the hand sanitizer you want at church. There's no question about it. But that in itself tells me that you are thinking about your health. So, think about your health, and think about what you're doing. Paula White Kane will be my special guest at the top of the next hour. She is um, advisor, spiritual advisor to the president. She is also um, president's prayer warrior. Prayer warrior with the president. But today, she's going to be on with me in the capacity of author, the author of something greater, something greater. And that is what we are actually serving when we yield our freedoms. And our liberties for a temporary time. Temporary, temporary time. We yield them for a temporary time. We yield them for a greater good. Kids don't understand why playgrounds are closed. But you do. Tell them about that greater good. Tell them about um, how you... Love your neighbor, the essence of what that means. Loving your neighbor as you love yourself. If you are a person who feels as though uh, government can't tell you nothing, there may be something I know about you without you saying another word. That is, you probably don't vote. Otherwise, you are a walking, talking contradiction. I elect and vote for people who I trust their judgment. That's who you put in office. And if you're telling me that government cannot tell you nothing, anything... (laughs) (laughs) There's probably something I know about you already. And that is you don't vote. And if the trend toward the way you are begins to take hold in this nation, I only have this to say, we're all in trouble. Big, huge, trouble. I was quite frankly, y'all are so (laughs) hard-headed. The National Guard, if the National Guard is called into Louisiana, I'm sad to say that it would not surprise me because I know the nature of the free spirited people. We invented the phrase, les, les Bon temps rouler, let the good times roll. We also invented the phrase, you can't herd cats. I'm CL, be right back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving,
0: so you came and changed my life. So
1: you clean me up inside You thought I
2: Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
3: Red State Talk
0: Radio on TuneIn
1: Do the best I can, always in the heaven hand, and for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA, and it is that uh, a great day in the USA. In the midst of, in spite of, everything that is going on, it is still a great day in The USA. Um, Now, New York Times, CNBC, Washington Post um, is saying don't attend White House press conferences. Several news organizations have stopped attending the White House press conference briefings uh, about the coronavirus pandemic out of health concerns and the belief that little news comes out of them. Now, uh, Paul Farheem, uh, Washington Post media reporter, wrote that his paper, along with the New York Times and the CNBC, are no longer represented at the briefings. Uh, those outlets are, however, watching the briefings on television and report. Uh, they report news. Nowadays, it seems that um, they make little news. Uh, we, are, of course, reserve the right to show them live if we believe they will actually make news. But they that hasn't happened in quite some time. Uh, I tell you why they don't want to do this. Mm. Can I tell you why they don't want to do it? It's because they give the president the exposure as president and it causes his polling numbers to go up. You noticed who it was, right? It's CNBC, the Washington Post, and uh, papers like that. New York Times. Certainly not friends of, liberal, of conservatism. Certainly not friends of the president, I can tell you that for sure. They're not friends. But The president is getting all of this exposure and the public is saying, Joe who? And I am saying to you, and I have it right here in the archives, I'll I'll certainly be dusting it off a little bit down the road and I'm going to be replaying it where I told you a month ago, two uh, two weeks ago, three, three, no, a month ago, I told you. No, not quite a month ago. It was about two weeks ago. I told you when I first came back on the air. No, a week ago. A week ago. When I first came back on the air. Boy, I tell you, time has been something that has been a stranger. I mean, it's just like living in a vacuum. I mean, there's uh, time is really an illusion these days. But I told you that Mario Cuomo... It's only been a a little over a week ago. Not Mario, but Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, would become, even though he's saying no way, even though he's saying he's not running for president, I am saying that that convention is going to draft him. He's going to accept because at this point in time, right now, now this could change, but right now, and we're talking about this thing lasting at least another month, and that means another month of seeing Donald Trump's face regularly, presidential, and that also means seeing Andrew Cuomo's face regularly beginning to become more presidential In his demeanor and presentation. Looked at him a couple of days ago. Uh, He was wearing uh, the open collar shirt, the short sleeves and all of that type of thing. Look at the evolution that he's made for television today. Oh yeah, he's becoming, uh, he's, he's, uh, he says no, his lips keep telling you no, um, but we know the Democrats need someone, badly. They need someone with visibility, and right now the public is basically saying, Joe, who and the New York public, uh, even though I think they postpone I'm, I'm pretty certain they postponed their primary that's supposed to come up. I think it was this Tuesday. They postponed that. And the, the person that the New York liberals, the New York Democrats are looking to looking at. Mario Cuomo. Mm-hmm. Easily Mario Cuomo. Not Mario, Mario Cuomo. Keep saying Mario Cuomo. Andrew, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. They're certainly not looking at Chris. Even Andrew kind of uh, alludes to the fact that his little brother may be an airhead. Yeah, you know, he's... Brings his mother over to their house, exposes her to their kids and the outside and all that. Um, Not taking this seriously, certainly not Chris Cuomo. So mark my word here on this, and that's not an April Fool's or anything. Well, that's we're past that. We're past that. (laughs) But. Mario and I wish I wish we could wake up and find out that all this was a bad dream and uh, this was a big April's fools uh, that lasted uh, several weeks or a month because we are talking about um, this plaguing us officially for at least another 30 days. And then what? Huh? As we approach that 30, as we do that, uh, tell me is there anybody out there that can possibly say with any certainty what our society looks like? Will we ever? be normal as we have known ourselves to be in the framework of normal will we ever be normal again well uh, you know you ever sit down in a packed whataburger burger king chinese restaurant all you can eat uh buffet Steakhouses? Will fine dining become even finer? Will all of it become fine dining? Will restaurants modify booths? How will we deal with the person at the seven eleven? Huh? The cleaners. And certainly, will sale days at our supermarkets, and Walmarts, what will they look like if there has been a shift in the way we're going to and need to do business? Huh? What's that going to look like? And, and this is very serious because see, that, that same Chris Cuomo that I was telling you about, Andrew Cuomo's brother, well, he's tested positive for coronavirus. But yet, just... Uh, less than 14 days ago his mother was around, he and his children over at his house that's the problem with this illness is that it's very low symptoms it's not symptomatic until it's too late and then you have no idea who you may have come in contact with because quite frankly Even though I have been out and about in the last couple of days in my car, I went to the supermarket. And um, it's just been the last three or four days that quite frankly, I have actually taken this seriously and watching the president just um, earlier this morning earlier today there's no doubt there's a a mood change that has occurred with the present paula white kane will be my special guest um after the top of the hour and um we're going to Talk to her about her latest work, um, Something Greater, about a work that she has done called Something Greater, Finding Triumph Over Trials. And um, she's going to operate uh, today in that capacity. And we we want to talk about that American resurrection that is necessary. Remember, you, 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 you have to the crucifixion is necessary before there can be a resurrection. And right now it's dark on this Friday in America, and no, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it's not Friday. Well, it could be because um, sometimes you're getting a, a best of. But wherever you are, you, that 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 is—it's called Good Friday, and it's called that because it was a day that all the good that could have happened for humanity happened a sacrifice was made that was good it's bad in the way that it went down that was good and I have a feeling that uh, what's happening to us is bad in the way that it's going down the way that we may be looking at it but it's good if we are true to who we are As Americans, because in our Judeo-Christian ethic, uh, those principles all the way to, through, and through the cross, through the cross, Jesus was true to the principles that he came to exemplify and uphold. So as a Christian, you must do the same. It's dark on this Friday, but Sunday, Sunday's on, Sunday's coming, Sunday morning is coming. I'm C.L., this is the C.L. Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app in your app store. Tell a friend, I'll be back after the break with Paula White Cain.
0: room.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Coast to coast, border to border, over our flagship station, Red State. Talk, which is the most listened to platform talk platform in the country and if you're traveling through times square be sure to look up above ripley's believe it or not the red state talk billboard is there and every hour the cl bryant show does in fact pop up there without fail just a block away from where they dropped the ball in times square listen folks we are are looking at Times Square, and Times Square is, um, well, it's eerie. It really is. And many of you are suffering anxiety through all of this. And I'm really glad that we have Christian friends, pastors, preachers throughout the nation who, in fact, can speak to us about this This has been my profession, and pastors, it is time for all of us to stand up and be what we were called to be. One of those who is, in fact, living out her true calling is Pastor Paula White Cain, and she is an author well known at the White House spiritual advisor to our president, friend of this show Am the author of something greater finding triumph over trials. Help me welcome back to the show Pastor Paula White Kane. Thank you so much for being there
3: grateful for this time together and our ability to share with all the many listeners that I think is such a vital time that we do bring hope and encouragement and a word from God.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, Paula, when we talk about that word that is needed from God at this point in time, uh, it says finding You, you, you. There's a search that it has to that the people have to be on. Talk to us about that. Finding it. How 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 do you find it? There's so many who are asking that question, especially now. Talk to us about that.
3: You know, God throughout his word does talk about seeking him or standing at the door and knocking. But if any man opened the door and all God wants is real. It's very, excuse me, simplistic is that he desires relationship from the very beginning in Exodus chapter 25. He said, make me a sanctuary that I may dwell there, which means to homestead and to live. And he was saying, I don't just want visitation, I want habitation. And God didn't make it difficult. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, he says that if any man confess the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in his heart, he's the Son of God, he'll be saved. It comes from a root word in the Greek is sozo, and it means to be rescued, to be delivered, to be made whole, to be restored. God made a pathway to access him that we didn't just have to once a year go into uh, through a man uh, in the Old Testament to the temple and uh, tone or cover for our sins but we could go directly to him and people would say how? By a sincere just truthful, open God, I need you I want you to show me who you are show me who I am and so he behaved that pathway and if you just ask uh, it, it really is uh, you, you'll begin to feel a presence, you'll begin to feel God, and and that's what we call living by faith, and faith is a a Greek word that means total trust, and you begin to trust uh, what you can't see greater than sometimes what you can see,
1: Something greater, something greater is the book that Pastor Paula White in these times uh, will, in fact, suggest to you, and I suggest it to you to read it. Paula, how do we get this book? How do we get in touch with you? I know that you're super, super busy. I was on a call with you the other day. I won't uh, talk about it, but uh, it it was just amazing, the prayer that you prayed to close us out uh, and, and, and that God bless you for that. But how do we get a hold of you?
3: Well, first, I'll follow. The easiest way is to download Paula White Ministry app, and that gives you all the things. But you can follow me, of course, on social media. and live every single day. We're doing our online services on Wednesdays, on Sundays, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that. The app's the easiest way, just to straight beeline it there. And then something greater, if people go to Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble online. Uh, they can download on Kindle. And, and it, it's uh, interesting because, see, know, I thought to myself, boy, I really missed the timing, didn't I, God, with this when it came out? Because it took me over three years to write it. It was about not only my life story, but really how we overcome during times of trauma and tra- tragedies and trials. And it took me years. I went through 39 different life events and crisis. Uh, I consider it actually 19 uh, life crises, 39 different life events from like 2004 to, to about a 10 year period there. And then I began to write it and write it. And it didn't come out until this past year, recently. And it came out right, actually, as I took a a formal and official position. I thought, at the time, you know, our limited knowledge, I thought, man, God, this timing just, it it seems so off, you know, because everything was focused on uh, a position that I had taken. Um, Right. And so it didn't seem it. And then but God in his sovereignty, and I want people to know that you serve a certain God during uncertain times, God knowing all things. And he knew it was the absolute perfect time because I've always written principle books based around topics and principles. And this is much more vulnerable and open and exposing and authentic. But it was the principles of God that carried me through my personal world being shattered, my life being shattered. Little did I know around the corner after this book would be released that all of our lives would be in a personal turmoil. That it would everyone's life would be changed, and all change feels like loss, and that's a hard adjustment for people. And I I walk through how when I felt so much loss and so overwhelmed, how God got me to the other side. I was doing an interview recently, and they said, "Paula, you know this book was not just written for you know your personal life; it was written for the world right now." And I just stood back and smiled like God how great are you? How big are you? That even when something was released that I thought was maybe off timing and it took me a lot more years than all of my publishers had wanted and, and, and then it was right before this one position, but in the sovereign plan of things in God's bigger picture, it was perfect
1: timing. Absolutely. And we
3: have to remember that, see for our
1: own lives. You know, Paula, thank you so much for that, because uh, I've often said from uh, various pulpits, my own uh, pulpit, uh, is is that uh, the personal turmoil of being crucified is something that none of us uh, in this modern era will, will ever experience, but yet that's what happened. Jesus himself went through that personal uh, turmoil, but there was uh, victory. There was resurrection uh, that uh, was on the other side of that. And you write so beautifully uh, about that. Paula, talk to us now about this. And um, we, we know, and I'm not going to uh, mention anyone in particular because I see it everywhere, but talk to us about loving our neighbor as ourselves in this particular time of crisis uh it's not like me not to be out and about going somewhere doing something it's not like me to be to do that but i I consider myself uh as one who is a good citizen and one who is a follower of christ in loving my neighbor as ourselves how important it is, is for us to understand and grasp that portion of jesus's message
3: Well, it's so easy that it's a a natural output of what should be an input. So God is love. And when love is in you, you cannot help but to express that. And love is not, uh, love is not discriminating. Love is not. Uh, unless it's love in the flesh, or love for something back, or love with an agenda, love, the God kind of love, is agape love. Now, we never achieve it to the place that God does, but certainly, the Bible so clearly says stuff like, if we say we love God, but hate our brother, then we're liars that the love of God is not truly in us. So, yeah, there are people that we prefer over others. That That's human nature. Yeah, there are people we're gonna get along with better than others. That's human nature. But, but the love of God compels us to love others, to do for others, not based on any standard or anything that we are comfortable with, but just simply because your heart is so connected and in tune with God that that's how Jesus could make statements like love your enemies. It doesn't mean that we're to like, be some form of uh you know martyr abused people that we get walked over like a doormat it just means that the nature of god is in us and that nature the very nature of christ is to love so Right now, there's so much we can do. And one of the things, CEO, oh, I'm sure you're seeing as I am seeing, well, certain outlets and media and things that we're going to always have to deal with would like to focus in other arenas. The vast majority of people through this uh, COVID-19 and this horrific pandemic that we're walking through, not only as a nation, but as a as a world. I always believe, Romans eight twenty eight that what the enemy's meant for bad, God will turn around for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Amen. Again, this did not catch God off guard. And it has leveled so many things. And what do I mean by that? Things that were so big and frightening and like our own personal issues suddenly became very small in the bigger picture. Life changed for everyone. It did not discriminate whether you were rich or poor, black or white or young or old. It did not determine you by your address. It just said it's hitting the world. And at this time, most people, if we just look at the church, the church, we'd like to say is this perfect entity, but it has been just as divided, just as uh, one side on the other. But if we look at just even the church, we see people coming together that might not ever come together. People helping and sharing because they're really forced to right now. Absolutely. Sharing ideas, helping each other, uh, ministries, cross, you know, pollinating and and saying, look, we're, we're all in this together. Absolutely. I know so many people that politically have been so far apart. And for the most part, we have some that are going to stand out and say they're just, you know, I don't even, I I can't comprehend it. It just seems so inhumane to me, but for the most part.
1: Help us with this. um, My special guest is Paula white Kane Um, and, um, she is an incredible woman of God, incredible, uh, tool in the hands of our creator, uh, to, to share with us here. And I'm so grateful that you're a friend of mine and friend of the show. Let me ask you this, Paula, uh, explain to the audience, get about five minutes. Um, the just, it rains upon the just and the unjust. I have so many, uh, congregants christians people that i know throughout the the country who are just really whining right now and they are they're feeling justified and they're whining as to why me that type of thing and and there's there's lots of us speak to that if you will talk to us about jesus when he tells us that it does rain upon the just and the unjust
3: well faith is not to prevent life Uh, that is a part of the Sin stricken condition of of humanity that at the fall of man, uh, so came the curse of uh, poverty and sickness and disease and death. But Jesus, who came to redeem us from that, doesn't mean that uh, everything is some bed of roses in our life. Faith doesn't prevent life, it carries us through life. We are clearly told we're in this world, but we're not of this world, which means we have a covenant with God, but we're sent to the world. So God did not say in fact when the apostles said, "Pray," god didn't say that he would yes, deliver us from the world but from the evil in this world and so we, we we have to really get heaven's perspective on this that um the moment we become a victim to what we think is life we've already lost our victory because victory is you know paul himself the apostle paul when God tells him, you're going to go to Rome. You've got this assignment. The Holy spirit does. You've got to stand before Festus, but Hey, Paul, by the way, you're going to be shipwrecked. You're going to be stoned. You're going to be put in prison, uh, you will end up in Rome and you will stand before Festus. Now, can you imagine? I mean, that's like today. I think in modern day Christianity, we'd be rebuking the devil the whole time, or when the <laughs> Apostle
1: Paul,
3: you know, we would. We'd be like, oh, definitely. In definitely so. so. <laughs> are <your> right? <laughs> or, or you look at the Apostle Paul that said, I had exceeding revelations above all. And because of this great revelation that operated in my life, I, um, was given this thorn in my flesh that tormented me a spirit that tormented me by satan that buffeted me and he said i prayed three times and asked god to take it away and i could imagine his prayer dear god i can preach better without this god I can serve you better why are you you know all the things that you'd be praying and uh god said no not not taking this away but i'm giving you a grace that is sufficient so instead of asking why me or questions that don't really lead to good answers, I think we can ask God what we're supposed to do, what it is that he has for us, because a sovereign God knew exactly, purpose is parenthetical, exactly when to send us into time. And I believe that everyone listening, you were put here for such a time as this. And whether it is your prayer, whether it is a phone call, whether it is you getting on and doing your radio station while you're looking over Times Square that looks so empty or wherever you are, let God use you because you have an intention and God's plan and purpose is not failing. He's not on the throne, wringing his hand, taking Prozac, stressed out, worried, thinking when the world's gonna happen. God is sovereign. And so we have to yield and rest in that. I leave you with Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And it says very, says, be anxious for nothing or be careful for nothing, which means don't have anxieties, but by prayer and supplication, which is the vehicle through prayer with Thanksgiving, which means grateful language let to request your anxieties be made known unto God. And then the peace of God, which passeth all understanding will keep, which means to guard your heart, the way you feel about things and the way you think about things and your mind. And so Just roll those cares, roll those anxieties over to God and recognize God has a plan for you. And circumstances, situations never change that plan. In fact, they often drive you deeper into an understanding of what it is.
1: Wow. Wow. That was anointed. Thank you so much, Pastor Paula White Kane, New Destiny Christian Center, Apotka, Florida, for being on with me today. And listen, uh, Michelle, we we need to arrange so, Paula, we can have a time uh, regularly. I mean, regularly for you to come on with me. Let's do that. Let's Let's do that. Let's do it. God bless you, you. And thank you, Paula. God bless you and keep you. Talk to you soon. Be blessed. Thanks. Bye bye. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my good friend uh, Paula White Kane, advisor to the President of the United States, uh, spiritual advisor to him, and um, I certainly appreciated that great word that she left us with: "Be anxious uh, for nothing. Don't don't have anxiety." Uh, for nothing um, don't i don't i clothe the the ravens of the air the birds that you see in the trees don't you see the lilies coming back in the fields not even solomon was arrayed like any of them aren't you much more than these friends in times like these trust God in times like these trust God he will and hey you're talking to somebody who's lost their best friend but I'm here to tell you Jane Bryant he will take care of you I'll be back <laughs> CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Uh, and I want to thank each and every one of you to, for being there. As we build a bridge to conversation throughout uh, our great nation here on the CL Bryant Show, I'm so grateful for our friends like Paula, Paula white Kane who uh, comes on. And hey, we're going to do that, Michelle. We're going to... Um, Make, make way, make space to have her on regularly. Um, vote by mail. Um, Pelosi's pushing that for next virus bill. And you do know there's some things in this virus bill that Pelosi and the Democrats put in that uh, have nothing to do With your health, safety, or anything like that, and I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about it today, but it's because that that, that's a a topic that I need to have a guest on the line with me uh, talking about it. Um, And another thing that I was talking to you about, I can pull it back up and run it for you. A week ago, two week, a week ago, I was saying to you that uh, having experienced. The delay of the memorial service that I had planned for my um, my wife, my beloved, um, the memorial service that I had planned for Jane C. Bryant. I had to postpone that. Now, we're saved in the sense that we um, Jane wanted to be cremated. I was again it, but she was for it. That's what she wanted. Her remains, do what she wants. So I have her uh, remains here with me. Um, But we haven't had a chance to do the memorial service. And I'm I'm thinking that there are many people who I was thinking when I said this over a week ago now. uh, I, I was thinking, I was saying that there were so many people who do not believe in cremation, who will not cremate. You know, you know, me, I've come to the conclusion that it doesn't matter. You know, period. You know, the soul has left the body. It's gone. You, you're, you're enjoying some life somewhere that none of us here on this earth can possibly imagine. So, um, the bodies that are to be buried They're stacking up. Um, Funeral homes in New York City are dealing with a surge of of deaths. Yeah, due to coronavirus. But when you're talking about a city of 8 million people, people die anyway. And so the bodies are, you know, they're they're stacked up. And um, with roughly... 1,100 uh, COVID 19 deaths in New York City. Now, that's just COVID 19 deaths. That's uh, aside from car accidents, uh, you know, natural causes, whatever. That's aside from that in a, a city of 8 million. Mike uh, Linati, the director of New York State Funeral Directors Association, told CNN, we're doubling the death toll on a daily basis. They're not ready for this. There's no way that they could possibly be ready for that. And so um, the marks." Are becoming bottlenecked with bodies. And New York, I mean, if that figure is true, we are doubling the death toll on a daily basis. On a day that's compounded daily, you're doubling it. That is amazing. That's, that can that can actually become frightening, if like a wave that begins to roll over the rest of the nation, huh? Like a wave that begins if that begins to roll over the rest of the nation, that then is epidemic. Epidemic. And if it rolls over the globe in the same way. And we we yet, I mean, gee whiz, uh, who knows? Vladimir Putin may actually uh, be telling the truth for once. They're actually sending aid to us. I don't think that he'd be doing that if his own people were suffering really bad. I don't think so. And I think the difference in um, Russia and China is that Russia is probably a more closed-off society, easier to clamp down society than China is. Because there's not that many people. Russians, they they don't multiply, you know, a lot. Vast, vast territory but not a bunch of people and so the bodies are beginning to stack up and it it, it is it will be a a problem um, going forward that within itself can become if we're negligent if we're negligible uh, not not, uh, vigilant that can become a health problem problem itself is the, if this becomes some uh, pro, some big deal in smaller cities and I don't know what the, the outcome or how to even think about that in rural areas yeah and, and now mortgage relief is only for those who have lost their jobs need you to understand that OK. Mortgage release is relief is not for those of you who are still working. Now, I know and I need to say that Minuchin. this is what Steve Mnuchin knew that he needed to say. And I'm glad that he said it. Because, see, there's going to be so many people. And that's why the um, <laughs> um, unemployment benefit site, the website itself, crashes. Periodically, almost daily, I hear it goes down, or it's very, very slow, daily. It's because there are so many people who are wanting to get into getting something for nothing. So all of you who, yeah, you may be a homeowner, but you're still working. Nothing has really changed for you. Steve Mnuchin wants you to know, and you need to know. That uh, the Treasury Secretary, uh, Stephen Mnuchin, has has told us that the president was interested in using road, bridge, and other projects to blunt the economic effects of coronavirus uh, crisis, and the administration was having talks about creating an infrastructure plan which will put People back to work we might as well spend them if we listen while we're dipping into our vast wealth to help us then let's go ahead and help us the president has been very clear he is prepared to do whatever we need to do to make sure that American workers and American businesses are protected if we need more programs more money we will be going back to Congress And now the common sense is this, is you put most of America back to work, building on infrastructure, this opens up all types of other jobs. All types of other jobs. So you invest, this is true investment in yourself. You're not throwing the money down the dark well of a broken educational system. Or a broken war on drugs system. Or even a broken war on poverty system. You're actually putting people to work in the American way to help themselves. That's the way to do it. That's the right way to do it help people let people help themselves and so um my friends my fellow americans when we look at uh, what we're going to have to do the medicine that we're going to have to take it's not going to be anything pleasant and uh, the president's demeanor altogether has changed and um Looking to infrastructure uh an infrastructure stimulus. It's what's going to have to happen. It'll put people to work um, and we we'll get through this. We'll get through this now this is um the next thing here. Wimbledon, of course, is cancelled. Uh, First time since World War II that Wimbledon is canceled. Stocks, um, in the midst of this news, they were uh, sailing a couple of days ago, but it's going to be a roller coaster ride. The Dow Jones uh, tumbled 700 points on on, uh, this past Wednesday as investors fled. To safer haven assets after new orders for the United States um, made goods plunge to an 11 year low, and private payrolls fell for the first time since 2017. Yeah, private payrolls fell. Meanwhile, the collapse of oil prices brought about the first major casualty with Whiting Petroleum filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Its shares slumped 42%. That is Whiting Petroleum. it's not a good time at all for oil and gas. I have friends uh, in the oil and gas business and uh, I have an interest in oil and gas myself. And I can tell you something. It's not a good time for oil and gas. And the amazing thing is uh, that is something that we have a glut of. We have a glut of oil and gas, just a glut of it. And, um, we, we uh, just, it's cheap. But the thing is, people are not going anywhere. People fill up, you fill up your car and right now it's going to be full for two weeks. Unless you go on some road trip, just on some scenic trip to run gas out the car. And I don't see how that would make sense for me. Yeah, if you want to break the monotony, go ahead and do it. I drive around, but I'm not going outside of my um not not outside the the distance where bees pollinate <laughs> uh the environment no I'm not not where I'm not pollinated going to stay within that purview yeah, it makes sense. Until we find out what this is. Because quite frankly, folks, we don't. So Wall Street stocks have plunged. But if you're going to be in the game, you got to be in the game to uh stay in there. Because it has been the greatest money-making machine the world has ever known. Yes, as I said in the earlier part of the show... Uh, The National Guard uh, is on standby for governors who want to use them to make folks behave themselves. In other words, stay inside as the temporary orders. And I do stress the word temporary orders have been issued on Americans. Uh, That's where your vigilance comes in. Your vigilance is to make sure that they don't try to initiate or put us in a situation where we are looking at permanence in the altering of our behavior socially. And I also want to say to you that we cannot be afraid of one another, but it is a time now for the building up of words and deeds and I want to talk about that uh, as we head into the home stretch of the c l Bryant show. This is a perfect time. This is time now for all of us to examine our yes being yes, our no being no in these times we're going to have to be able to trust one another We're at a crossroads now, and in order for us to regain our um society to take it back to regain our society and to socialize and to go back to congregating together and eating out together and all of that type of thing we're going to have to trust one another and i want to talk a little bit about that when we come back after the the short Break And I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us daily right here on the C.L. Bryan show. If you want to become a part of a movement, you become a part of FreedomWorks. Go to FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org, and become a part of the largest grassroots organization in the nation, the largest grassroots organization in the nation, FreedomWorks, freedomworks FreedomWorks.org. Org and uh, download free, V C L Bryant show. We're on daily, and follow me on Twitter at Rev C L Bryant at Rev Bryant R E V C L Bryant at Rev C L Bryant. And uh, every week, uh, myself, Freedom Works, we put out a um, real talk, a real talk episode. And uh, these have gone over like gangbusters are really good. And, um, and, and the concept is so much is good, so good that even the White House, uh, well, not the White House, but the uh, ca- Trump campaign, the campaign uh, is uh, doing the same thing as far as real talk is concerned. I was proud to be a part of the very first one on uh, yesterday. And uh, there's another one coming out today. Follow me on Uh, Social media and you, too, can become a part of these Real Talk discussions and um, Black Voices for Trump discussions as well. You can become a part of that and you can also download free um, the C.L. Bryant Show app and follow me on Twitter at Rev at Rev C.L. Bryant and be sure to go to FreedomWorks dot org FreedomWorks dot Org and become a part of a movement. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show. We'll be back with the home stretch of the show when uh, I want to leave you with a thought about, um, you know, just, uh, just being your best self, just being you, your best self, and how we must trust each other. In order to get back to having our best society, I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving.
0: So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So
1: you cleaned me up inside. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. C.L. Back with you on this great day in the USA. Home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show here today. Coast to coast, border border, bordering around the globe daily. Twelve oh five in the east until two p.m. in the east, and uh, you might want to judge that accordingly to your time zone. I know that is eleven o'clock central and ten o'clock in the mountains where I am and then that's 9 o'clock out there in the west California and up and down the western seaboard glad you come along with us and thank you so much for being there in the future friends what's going to transpire and yes go to freedomworks.org freedomworks.org And become a part of a movement. And uh, be sure to download the C.L. Bryant Show app. And um, be sure to become a part of the um, uh, Black Voices for Trump movement. And hey, you conservatives out there, it behooves you to be a part of that. Because just a very small percentage rise um, in the black vote. Uh, Trump secured 8% of the black vote last time. This time we're looking uh, uh, hopefully to double that. And some are saying uh, uh, to uh, triple that. You know, I, I believe if we could just increase that by 5%, uh, we're talking about a major, major landslide for DJT, Donald John Trump. Um, at Black Voices, the number four, Trump. At Black Voices, the number four, Trump Um, be sure to follow them on Twitter and also a uh, friends uh, freedomworks.org freedomworks.org go there and become a part of a movement we're all in this together you know that we're all in this together and to preserve the Republic but this is something that I want you to be aware of what may happen what could happen uh, to us and it's going to be up to us whether or not we let it happen or not, because I do believe this has to be some kind of ballot measure uh, for this to happen. I don't think you just mandate that and just uh, decree stuff like this to happen, but uh, it has to be voted on by you, we, the people. And uh, that's this, Um, seeing how it is, we're going to have to trust each other. Yeah. As time, as we go into the future. Yeah. I'm going to be able to trust that you, what you say about your health in particular. And, you know, my children made it through the AIDS time of AIDS. Uh, Glory to God that none of them, you know, came up with anything like that. Uh, You know, and and I guess the grandchildren have too. Of course, I think the grandchildren are a bit young for that era, but my children were right in the era there in that time. And they came through that, and that was uh, a scare for that that crowd, you know back then, and that was right before the millennials uh, you know, and all that kind of thing and the gen Xers, but whatever I think I think it's my kids, the gen Xers, I don't know what to call them. but they're they're in their thirties and forties. my kids are, and so. Um. When you look at how we're going to have to um, deal with one another, it's going to definitely have to be based upon trust, right? It's going to be based upon trust, right? We're going to have to trust that uh, this person that you allow into your personal space is... um not transmittably unhealthy. I mean, you can't, you know, a person being healthy with, you know, a lung disease or, you know, or um, heart disease or cancer, you know, what have you. And that's not transmittable. You know, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Uh, They may have a blood disease, you know, or something like that. We're not talking about that. Uh, they can come. They can be in your space. You can talk to them. We're talking about something that is transmittable, and in, in this coronavirus thing, we're talking about through the air waves, through the air droplets. That's scary, because how many? And it's particularly scary when you have people around you who like to uh, spray it and don't say it, you know, you know, or say it, or whatever, you know. Never, I don't know. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. They tell me that Al, I've never met Al Pacino. I have I met his dad. Of course, I think his dad uh, is going on now. Back in the days when Jane and I used to go out clubbing, uh, we lived in um, uh, California, Southern Cal and his father um, had a bar that Jane and I would go to Pacino's, what the name of it was. And so, um, uh, but, if they say that Al Pacino is one of those who, who, when he says it, he sprays it, he sprays it, he sprays it when he says it. <laughs> and it's particularly important now that you, you. they're going to make you do it too. They, believe me, they're going to, and you've, you've all been around people who, who say it, say, it, spray it when they say it, you know. Uh, and maybe you need to buy a mask for them. And they, I'm saying this in a very lighthearted way about this very serious thing, um, but uh, you have to be careful of all of that, and you have to be careful. We're entering an age, and it's, it's you don't have to be anxious. You do have to be vigilant, but never let it make you Paranoid. Make sure that things are clean. Make sure your children, this is a great time to teach your little ones about cleanliness, cleanliness, cleanliness. Because you don't want them to be ill. And there are application stories that you can teach them. You can go online and find them. Find application stories uh, so that you can teach your children about cleanliness so that uh, they can see they don't want to be that cough, 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 cough. Uh, Caricature there in in the um, um, presentations and in the applications, but if they want to be the healthy and strong one. You know that can be used. You can you can tell them about that yourself. Find the time to sit down and and talk about the strong one and the weak one and why the weak one got weak and play it out, act it out, parents. Uh, my kids love me because um, I, you know I've always I was always um, involved. That way, um, we always went outside. We raced and we did all that kind of stuff. You know, my kids were like that. Did stupid and silly stuff with them. Always outside. Their mom was uh, definitely always outside. So l- let's not allow this to cripple us. It has, I mean, look around you. Your neighbor's car, well, I'm never here to know if my neighbor's car is home. (laughs) But they usually aren't if I am here this time of day. Neighbor's car is never home. But I don't see anybody but well, Denver, what? I said Denver was the 8th or ninth, but it's not. It's actually 19th, 18th or 19th largest city in the country, Denver is. And um, it's it's basically a ghost town. Oh, yes, it's a ghost town. And uh, Colfax Avenue is one of the bus- busiest arteries in... Um, Denver is, I mean, there's no reason even for the beggars to be out. (laughs) You know, there's no reason for them to be out. They're actually having to modify their hustle too. And of course, uh, me being the sucker that I am, and Jane made me this way. Jane made me this way. Uh, Jane was the beggar 's friend <laughs> uh, uh, God loves her, I know, and yeah, she 's having a ball um, but she was the beggar 's friend, and um but she made me more of one than I ever would have been naturally, normally. I will help if the spirit moves. I'm touched I'll help Um, but I don't do I don't do that just knee-jerkly like she would but she made me more jerky than I was (laughs) and for that I am glad Uh, she made me more of a humanitarian than uh, I I I naturally am and Jane was the best human being that I ever knew and so we're all called upon to be good human beings while we are in this earth suit, the one that we've been birthed into, which was a lot of pain and pressure and a lot of, a lot of blood, sweat and tears went into you being birthed into this, this world into that earth suit you becoming a living breathing um soul out here in this in this realm from your mother's womb into this realm and then you know Folks, if you struggle and you look at the ups and downs that you do experience in life, and then if you're fortunate enough to watch loved ones uh, pass from here to there and transition from here to there, it is very much like birthing out. You're cashing out. I watched, I've watched uh, many of my relatives. I've watched uh, my grandmother, my mother, but uh, two of my grandmothers. My mother I watched uh, my wife transition out of here and uh, it is birth this almost like you're being born again into a new uh, environment it's not like you're leaving it's like you're going somewhere and you're having to take off this in order to get into that as far as being birthed into this world you take off that placenta and you take off that and come in here you step into a new environment and I do believe that's exactly what happens to us when we leave here, and um, I count it joy, I count it, I count it all joy um, to be able to have witnessed that, and then have an understanding of what it could be and what it may be. And so as we go forward, we must examine ourselves, we must examine deeply what we are about, who we, you know what, who what we are, who and what we are. We must examine that. And we must examine the nature of how long we are going to be afraid because I think it's going to take courage, identifiable target for us to overcome this thing that's facing us right now. So God bless and God keep you all. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And I want to thank him uh, for this day. And I want to thank him for bringing us to the close of it. And wherever you are, I uh, want you to understand. And I want you to know Americans, we will prevail. God is let's be on his side And let's hope that he's on ours. May he bless and keep you all.